Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to a, another episode of What's Going On Here. My name is Tom Lubrick, and I have with me, as always, the jovial, the youthful, the pretty, yet sexy and attractive, young Mr. Sean Quigley, the Lord Chancellor, a.k.a. The Quig. Oh, well, How are you, sir? I'm very good. You, you'd have thought this was the Valentine's Day special. I, you, would, you would think that, but you know what? I felt awfully bad for being real lazy about it last week, and oh. I just said <laughs> the superlative uh, 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 Sean yeah. Quigley, so... Well, I figured I'd throw in some some love your way. Lovely, thank you very much. Certainly, yes, certainly. Yeah. How are you, sir? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Lo- lovely autumn day we're having. It is a very no- lovely autumn day. This is a very autumnal episode. Um, yes, yes, indeed. Uh, I mean, I, a TV show wasn't particularly autumnal, but um, that we watched, no. But no. you know what? That one, that I that TV show brought me a lot of joy. I mm. haven't laughed at TV that hard <laughs> in a long time. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So so for those of you who don't know, what we do here is we review a TV show or movie that few people have ever heard of. Although I'll have to say, for this one, it probably has a huge following mm-hmm. that we don't know about. Because this was a, a Colombian, I believe, yes, mm-hmm. a Colombian telenovela called Pasión de Gavilanes. And we decided to see, there's 188 episodes, and we said, you know what, let's really get in on the juicy details. And we decided to kind of go for an episode that we liked the name of. Mm. And at first it was like, was it somebody's shamefulness? <laughs> I think it was like Lumberto's shamefulness or something like that. And then we were like, ooh, that looks promising. And then we scrolled to the middle episode, which was episode 95. And we saw Cabin of Torture. Mm. And it was just like, how do you pass up Cabin of Torture? And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. You'll be happy we didn't pass up Cabin of Torture. This was a great episode to go in on first time. So, we're reviewing that. And of course... As usual, if it's foreign language, as this one is, we turn off the subtitles and we make sure it's just the normal audio and not dubbed over either. At the same time, we also review local beers uh, and uh, or try to get local whenever we can and a local eatery. So today's beer, because we're doing two today, so it's a special autumn episode, I think. Mm. We are doing the uh, Black Chocolate Stout by Brooklyn Brewery and which is a 10% ABV and 51 IBU. And we're doing the Guinness 200 Anniversary Export Stout, which is a 6% ABV with no listing on the IBUs, made by Guinness from St. James Gate, Dublin, Ireland. Not quite local, but you know, there's so many Irish people in the tri-state area, it might as well be a local beer, honestly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's fair. It's like Harps, Guinness. Yeah, yeah, it might as well be local. Anyway, and the eatery we're reviewing is Kimchi Smoke. And for those of you that don't know, this is a place that's been in... It started, they started in Bergenfield and then moved to Westwood and then opened up another place as well in Montclair. And this is a guy who's won all sorts of barbecue awards and it's basically like Texas-Korean barbecue fusion. And that's his thing. And he's the one that they've had like... All sorts of uh, uh, things online about the chonut. 
where he basically puts a burger in a donut. Mm-hmm. And that's like the, the huge thing. But I mean, all of his food is absolutely delicious. They're, they're pretty much a legend at this point already here. So in honor of our football foods, or which could pretty much be just any sporting event foods, we're like small like finger foods mm. and dishes, we are reviewing the Korean barbecue chicken wings that he does and the Cholander mac and cheese. So that's that, that was our food choices. And uh, like I said, it's uh, the Pasión de Gavilanes is what we're doing. But first, we'll start off with the black chocolate stout, shall we? Mm-hmm. Let me get this. Oh. We're saying about our football foods, we'll have to make sure we don't eat any more Italian food because the Italians won't be playing any football anytime oh, soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> first time in 60 years. What a yeah. shame, huh? <laughs> Not that I care, but I mean, yeah. what a, I actually kind of giggled a little I bit. I find it funny. I find it funny. Because it's like, ah, ha, ha, yeah, and who expected that? Especially because the uh, the last World Cup, England won, uh, was it World Cup? No, or was it the European Championships? I think it was European Championships. I've actually forgotten. Must be the European, they must have qualified for the World Cup. Must be the European Championships England missed out on last time, which was uh, the first time in a long time. Right. Uh, you're like, ooh. So for the fact that this happened is pretty... Exciting. Because <laughs> you get one back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, no, I mean, they're one traditionally one of the, the you know, the most iconic countries for, for football. International teams won the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top five, usually. For um, sure. But, um, so, and is it a competition see, where you're going to have, like, you know, Senegal and these crazy countries that are going to be in it, and then, like, you know. <laughs> no, no Italy. <laughs> yeah, no Italy. Well, well I have to say, being, being a, a soccer fan, a football fan for a long time, there were always teams, and this happened when I was a little kid. There were teams that I despised. And one of the reasons why I always despised about them, and even when I played a lot, I never used to throw myself down. And my coach actually used to yell at me about it. Mm-hmm. That, why don't I pretend that it hurt more mm-hmm. so we could draw a card? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not doing that. Because, you know, it's like... It's such bullshit, and I always hated it when the guy's like, oh, and rolling around on the floor, and rolling around on the floor, and then the call is made, and then he gets up and sprints off at 90 miles an hour down the field. It's like, no, you weren't hurt, because you wouldn't be able to do that. And uh, um, when I was a kid, it always used, I always used to hate. It was always, and, and let, let's, let's be fair, they, they all did it. All the soccer players used to do it because they're all kind of like con artists too. So they're always trying to like yank you down and stop a ball with a hand and if the referee doesn't see. Nowadays, they don't get away with it as much simply because of the giant jumbotron screens in the mm-hmm. freaking stadium and the ref can only see what the ref can see. But they're always conmen. And I always hated Italy. I always hated Argentina and I always hated Uruguay. Because they were always like the biggest drama queens when there would be a foul. They're like Maradona back in the day. Oh my God, you touched him. He'd roll around for 30 freaking minutes on the floor. You know, it's like, ah, until a card was given, you know. And one, you, I forget which World Cup it is. This is now a couple of World Cups, a few World Cups ago, probably. So maybe 12 years ago or something. And one of the commentators on ESPN, US guy, played soccer. And they were talking about, well, what about, and that was actually right when they said that if they're faking it, FIFA said, we're going to start giving yellow cards yeah. for faking it. And uh, somebody asked, like one of the other reporters asked him, was like, well, what? he said, well, you know what happens when you're really hurt? You have no energy to roll around. Yeah. You just like hold your ankle, your knee, your foot, your thigh, whatever it is that hurts, your head, mm-hmm. and you just... Nothing. You're you're not rolling around because the pain is too intense. You don't have the energy. The minute you see guys start rolling around, 
they're bullshitting. Yeah. Because when it really hurts, the only thing you want to do is like try and alleviate the pain mm -hmm. from the part where it really, really hurts. And sure enough, in that very game, I forget, I, I think it was like the US and Argentina were playing. And two guys were going for a header. And, and I, I, again, I don't, for, I, I don't remember who was doing what. But one guy like really jumped like super high. Yeah. And of course, because he jumped, in the motion of the jump, he kind of flung his hands backwards. Yeah. And the guy was underneath him and he didn't see it. And it wasn't like a purposeful hit. But man, he clobbered him in the head with his fist when he did that. Yeah. And that guy literally just crumpled on the ground like, like, like a sack of potatoes. Like literally. And it was just like, yes, the commentator was just <laughs> talking about that. That dude is hurt. And then like the, the, the guys come over and he turn over. And blood is just gushing down this guy's head. You know, they had to do the silly with the hairnet and a pad. And eventually they had to take him off because... He was bleeding all over the place. They're like, you can't play, dude. You're, you're yeah. profusely bleeding, you know. But it was like, yes, that's a perfect example right there. When it really hurts, mm -hmm. they just stop. You know, when, when they show those horrific injuries when the guy's leg breaks or something, he just stops and is screaming. Yeah. There's no rolling over. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to move because shit is broken. It's like, so that was my dislike as a kid because, you know, that and the, the fact that, you know, they did the bunker defense so well. I mean, they mm -hmm. pretty much like... If they didn't invent it, it was like the Italian way to play. Is right. like and and not like and not to say that they didn't have good players. Far from it. But they'd score a goal and then they played you know one yeah. guy forward and ten guys back and that was that. It was like we're, 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 you're not getting through. And I remember hating that as a kid. Like, oh, somebody score and get them out of there. So yeah, like so it's, boring. It's so boring. So so yeah, the fact that they didn't make this one is kind of. I, I saw the news the other day because I was watching because Croatia was actually in the in the playoffs. And they uh, had to play Greece in the playoffs to, to get further ahead. Uh, because Iceland was just kicking ass this year. They have a great team. Very exciting to see, like, you know. And I always love it when it's, like, just this little tiny country, like, all of a sudden has this, like, you know, a, a, a lightning in a bottle team. It's just, like, that is so, yeah. like I said, exciting. But, yeah, Croatia won 4-1 in aggregate against Greece. So they go on. And then they said, like, Italy didn't make it. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, it was like I wasn't quite cheering, but you know, I did kind of have a little extra yeah. pep in my step. <laughs> Long story short, yeah. I enjoyed that bit of news. <laughs> oh yeah. Long story short, but anyway, speaking of uh, long stories, let's try our uh, black chocolate stout, shall we? The legendary, the legendary Russian Imperial. Oh, legendary. Huh. We'll we'll see about that because I'm going tomorrow in line at the elementary on our friends. To stand in line for the figgy pudding. Yes, of course. So I'm going to probably get my ass over there at 11.30, even though they open up at 12. <laughs> and just get freaking four bottles of figgy pudding. Mm -hmm. And they have the various saisons also on sale. So if you want, I can easily yeah, reserve sure. a bottle of figgy or two yeah. for us and yeah, for yeah. you. And no, that you. sounds good. Well, let's, let's try our chocolate stout, right. shall we, folks? Yeah. Here it goes. Winter 2017. Wow. Like most stouts, this is like like staring into a black hole. This is surprisingly light. Yeah, for 10%. For 10%. Wow, I'd have no idea. It's a tad bit sweet. Mm, I wouldn't say cloying, but close. 
I would say, I think, I think, I think if it was any more sugar or chocolate, this would be a little bit too cloying, a little too candy-y, but it's not. It's um, definitely chocolatey, obviously. The carbonation is low on it. It's not crazy, like most stouts should be, but this is very nice. It's very nice. I like that. And I like what they say here on the bottle. They say, um, there's nothing better to enjoy with rich desserts, fine cheeses, and roaring fireplaces. Mm. I don't good. know about the roaring fireplaces because I'm warm all the time, but uh, the, <laughs> the fine cheeses and the rich desserts. Yeah, I have a funny thing with roaring fireplaces. My parents are obsessed with fireplaces, and growing up, I've always had, not always, when I was about 10, we moved into the countryside. So until then, I didn't ever had a fireplace. We just lived in a normal kind of uh, low middle class, kind of two up, two down. And then um, we moved into the into like a cottage in the middle of the countryside, when I was about 10 or 11. And then we had a five, we had a couple of fireplaces, they like wood burning fireplaces. And then later on, we had them. But the, but in both situations, both then and now, my parents' current house now, which I moved into when I was like sixteen, right? Um, they would just smoke themselves out. <laughs> I'd just come downstairs from my bedroom, and the place would just be like my eyes would be watering. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, like uh, uh, you're gonna kill yourself uh, with like, CO uh, poisoning. My god, like what is? Was the flu not clear? Both situations, there was yeah, messed up. They just never like got a chimney sweep in. Like they didn't. They, the thing was blocked. How would they not think of that in the UK? And I would just tell them like, "You're gonna kill yourself." This is. And they didn't realize because they were just sitting there slowly gassing themselves out, <laughs> and they had no perspective. I would be the one who comes down from a normal room <laughs> a normal into room. this room. I'd be like, "Whoa!" So what are you guys doing? Like, what is happening in here? And they're like, "It's fine." I'm like, "It's not fine." I'm like, "I'm having to squint to see if there's smoke." <laughs> oh. Oh my goodness. So I have. A, I do like fireplaces, but at the same time, I'm very. Um, I like them properly maintained. Yeah. Because uh, if my parents die of black lung, which I hope they don't, it will be because of that. <laughs> because of that. Yeah. Uh, They're uh, like, oh, you smoked for years? I'm like, no, they just had fireplaces and they didn't do anything about it. My, my, my parents, this is, and this is a bone of contention, my parents actually have a fireplace in their house. And my dad would want to set a little fire. Now, two problems. It's an old chimney. So you set the fire, you have to open the flue, obviously, for it to air out. But then all the heat escapes the house because it's mm -hmm. wintertime. Because you're yeah. not setting a fire in the freaking, you know, when you're trying to air condition the room, right? Mm -hmm. So that was one bone of contention. Two, my mother, the minute my father would put a couple of logs on, she'd come in screaming, yelling. You it's choking me. It's killing me. Turn it the F off the whole night. <laughs> my mother's a smoker. So this would really piss my dad off, the fact that this smoke was bothering her, but the fact that, the fact that she's like sucking in like three cigarettes a day doesn't bother her, but this smoke was bothering her. Yeah. So that would bother him, the hell out of him, and especially because she grew up in the mountains of Croatia, and when I was still a boy, my grandmother had a wood-burning stove, not to heat the house, but to cook with, Yeah, you know? And in fact, a couple of my aunts had it too, so this was not, you know, she wasn't that far removed from... A smoky room, period. Hmm. So the fact this it drove her nuts. So eventually, my brother's putting together. Uh, 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 I bought them like one of those little like fake gas fire logs uh -huh. to put in the chimney, and then my brother's making a little door so that they can run it and not lose all the heat. And he's gonna put like you know like glass doors, and because uh, he's making them custom, he's cutting the steel, he's welding it the whole nine. Because to buy it, 
it costs, you know, to, to get somebody in to fit it, it costs like thousands of dollars, which is wow, yeah. just nuts. So, you know, it's like, he has the know-how and, you know, just like, all right, if you want to do that, do it. You know, I'm just like, go ahead. It's like, I have no problem. So, but uh, yeah, there's that. And then my in-laws, they have a wood-burning stove in their like living room, which holy crap, you know, and, and like my father-in-law is West Indian. He likes it nice and warm. And <laughs> oh my goodness, which is odd because when I listen to Annie, my wife talk about it, when he was a young man, he was never cold. He would be like, they lived in Michigan and he would like shovel snow in like a jean jacket and with a hat on, you know, no gloves, no scarves, like it, the cold never bothered him. But now that he's older, man, they would burn through like a cord of wood a week. And if you know anything about like fireplaces and stuff, people that like run a fireplace, like they, they get a cord ready for the winter, mm-hmm. you know, and he would like literally just like go through a cord a week. I mean, it's just like, you could probably <laughs> smelt ore in this freaking like fireplace. You could blame pass- the, the Amazonian deforestation. On Partially. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it was. So she would always talk about like my mother was like, you have to be green. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know how green this is. <laughs> Burning all this wood, but anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, uh, beer is so far really nice. Yeah, this is nice. I'm a fan of this. Is very, very wintry. Yes. Very Christmassy and yes. I actually had a piece of um, pumpkin cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory. Which I'm not a fan of cheesecake, but that pumpkin cheesecake, they put an addic- addictive substance in it that makes you crave it fortnightly without a doubt. Because that, uh-huh. I, because you know what it is? It's not too sweet. I'm not big into sweets. So it, it, it's like a mild sweet. And of course, then it's got the whipped cream and the nice little, like, mm. and I had, and I don't know if you've ever had it, obviously not a local beer, but it's an import beer. It's Iceland, it's called Einstock. And it's an Icelandic beer. Oh. And they usually have two kinds of it. Like in... I don't know if True... Uh, Total Wine has it. Hmm. I know Fairway does. And I had the Icelandic uh, toasted log, uh, porter. Hmm. And it was... Re- and it like with the cheesecake. I remember yeah. you, we had the uh, Sweet Baby Jesus, the chocolate peanut butter. And I said, this would go really good with... Like those porters and this stout with that cheesecake would be just... And they even say rich desserts. This stout with that cheesecake would just be out of this world. This mm. is really, really nice. I really like this. Yeah. So, so now to our TV show, shall we? Uh, oh, yes. Pasión de Gavilanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 95, Cabin of Torture. <laughs> so we start, we, we watch the middle 20 minutes, so we start at mid 11. And the credits are rolling. <laughs> yes. And I'm confused. I'm like, what's, what's, is it, are they like 10 minutes? I was like, oh, it, do they split the episodes in half? And then l- rightly you said like, oh no, you know, like Game of Thrones, they do a whole bunch of stuff and then the credits roll after about two or three. I'm like, okay, and after about two or three minutes, but the show was like 10 minutes and then they roll the credits. Was it that exciting? So the episode starts with a guy on the phone, and he's dressed in like pajamas and a robe, mm-hmm. and he's in the living room, and he's with his mother, at least I think it's his mother, and I guess that's supposed to be his brother, on a couch, dressed like a milk baby, like <laughs> kind of, you know, he's like, the, the, the brother is on, is with uh, slacks, actually, I shouldn't even say milk baby, 
he's dressed almost like like he's one of these church guys that's going from door to door because he's got like khaki slacks on and a baby blue shirt and he's got that weird black outer haircut thing going on you know the, <laughs> the Shakespearean like hair that's right yeah, yeah and 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 he's got a giant dessert in his hand and I couldn't tell what it was it looked like it would be like a cannoli stuffed with like strawberries and cream I, I, I don't it know it's a bit like a uh... Um, or Neapolitan, or like I, a I don't Swiss know. roll, or some kind of like an Arctic roll, or something. Okay, I, I, I wouldn't know what they're called, but yeah, it, it's like a like a basically like a cake rolled up into like a cylinder with like cream in the inside and strawberry and yes stuff. Yes, yeah. So the brother in the robe, and I don't know what your read on it was, but my read on it was that he also had a very kind of. 60s, uh, 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 what you would call it, uh, a haircut, kind of like psychedelic kind of haircut, you know, also that Shakespearean kind of look. Yeah. And he's on the phone talking to a woman, and they would go to the woman, and she's in another place in a room with like two other women and a guy. And these are all like relatively wealthy people because the woman was in the room with a guy and another woman, and the one woman was obviously a maid of some sort because she had an apron on. Mm. And then they go back to the guy, and his 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 robe is like all like like a blue robe with like white star fields, like crescent moons and stars. It's hard to get because he is being Spanish, and I don't speak Spanish. It was hard to tell if he was if he was supposed to be kind of like flamboyant or camp. I, that's or it was just that actor. That's no, I yes, yeah, I don't know if it was the character or, right or the actor. And that's what I was gonna say. I I don't know how you read it, but to me, it read like yeah, he's supposed he's kind of a Liberace type. Mm. Like I don't know if we were supposed to like figure out from because obviously we didn't see episodes one through ninety four. Is he gay? Is he not gay? Is he just flamboyant? You know, is he again? Is he Liberace? Is he Freddie Mercury? I don't know, but I think that was what they were trying to portray. That he's just a flamboyant character, but you're not quite sure whether which way he swings. I be, I think it's probably I don't know, but I'd imagine Latin America, especially back you know, ten years or so ago, would have a very similar view of that kind of a character to what England did when I was growing up, which is like it's not unaccepted, but it's kind of comic. Yeah, it's oh. like a silly. You can't be a normal person and be no, gay. no, like right. You're a gay yeah, character. Yeah, forbid, yeah. Like, yeah, you have to be right. You have to be a character. Everyone has to be laughing at it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. kind of that feel. I feel like maybe, like maybe he was gay, but he was like very much a kind of a clownish kind of character. Yes, and the brother would say stuff, and the way the brother reacted, and the acting was also over the top. The way the brother reacted. I wasn't sure if he was supposed to be like a special needs person or not. But it it <laughs> yeah. definitely looked that way it did, because yeah. he would like make these faces like, "What is with that? Just eat the cake. Why does he have any lines? Just eat the cake and shut up." I, 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 unfortunately, I think again this is a cultural thing. I think he was supposed to be special needs, <laughs> and in Colombia, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, and it was, but you know, <laughs> it was, yes. And then the mother, the woman on the other line, is uh, saying something back to him, and he's getting like upset about it. And the mother starts freaking out, and she jumps up and sits down, and jumps up and sits down. And every time she sits down, you think she's done talking, but then she jumps up again, and she's freaking out. And we're like, "What the hell is going on?" And the woman on the other line, she has, a, she's one of the guys, the only guy that's in the room with her is super handsome. And apparently what we found out is like, 
a lot of the main characters, and that's and I shouldn't even say that's a that that's a Latin America thing mm. because people in the former Yugoslavia in Croatia in particular and in Italy if you had a scratchy voice you had a freaking hell of a voice mm-hmm. you know so like uh, Rod Stewart was huge in the former Yugoslavia believe it or not <laughs> you know and you listen to some of these Italian singers they all got very uh, you know like voices <laughs> like that yeah so if uh, I just hurt my throat doing that uh, <laughs> so if you had a scratchy voice you were like just that was just a real voice and it's like no 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 that just means Exactly what happened. You've been smoking since you were nine. That's that. That's yeah. all that that means. But uh, 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 so it's like the guys all have this almost scratchy voice, not quite, and they talk and say "Ooh, mucho gusto" and, and, and stuff like that, which is like <laughs> scratchy voice. So that's going on there. We're not quite sure what's happening. The guy in the Merlin outfit is 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 with his robe is definitely. Upset about something, and and the the special needs brother gets up again and says something and just and it's it just aches my heart. It's like you know I've met special needs people and I've known special needs kids going through school and never have I seen them behave that way <laughs> ever. Even if no. they're like you know the motor functions aren't working, you know, even if they're like eh, you know, it's just like eh, it's not like. Uh, like you're doing opera kind of, uh, you know what I mean? There's not this over the top, like, like what? No, that's what's going on there. It's, yeah, it's like you said, it's funny <laughs> and sad and tragic <laughs> at the same time. It, it's it's yeah. like it's like a Verdi opera that we're watching right now. Yeah, in these like three minutes, <laughs> and then we don't know what's going on, and it looks like it's fairly dramatic. Hmm. And then the mariachi music starts with the accordion in the background, almost like Benny Hill doing yakety sax. And it's like, <laughs> what's happening? I guess this is very funny. And, yeah. and, and our Freddie Mercury type starts like being really like upset on the phone, and they cut from him, right? Then they cut to. Is that when they cut to the cabin? Yes, yes. Mm. They cut to a guy that's. <laughs> A uh, 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 tie down to a table, yeah. Like they show basically a cabin in the middle of nowhere, mm. and he's tied down into a table, and he's got a uh, 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 blindfold on his eyes, and of course his shirt is gone. Oh yeah, and he has like a bruise on the top of his head, and his chest is just perfectly groomed. I mean, it's you mm. know I live, I would like yeah. like pay people good money to groom my chest the way this guy's chest yeah is. that was a special kind of like i was i'm thinking now i think about it i wasn't paying attention to it but now when i think about my own chest i'm like <laughs> well, what would you need to do i guess you'd need to you, you get clippers shape. You, you, you get just clippers. clipper them down yeah yeah, yeah. you need clippers oh, i've done it with the clippers yeah. yeah i've done it with the clippers where i've gone like too far and then i show up at the beach and I look like an overgrown baby and i'm like this is just <laughs> such a <laughs> bad look <laughs> such a bad look <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So, so he's there with the shirt off. Why he doesn't have a shirt? Because he has jeans on. Yeah, that are fairly form-fitting jeans. Oh yeah, that's and cowboy boots. Yeah. So his legs are tied down in two spots, Mm. and then a hand comes along, and you can see obviously that the hand is manicured and it looks like a woman's hand. You're like, oh, mm. oh nice mm. reversal here. Yeah. There's a woman torturing the guy. And then the hand pulls the blindfold off his eyes. And first of all, it takes him entirely too long 
to yeah. open his eyes. It's yeah. almost like it was almost. Oh, like, I was sleeping. So <laughs> yeah, relaxed. Right, right, right. It's like one of those things, like when you're supposed to go to bed and your parents tell you to go to bed. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you doing? I'm sleeping. No, you're not sleeping. You just closed your eyes. No, I'm really sleeping. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. total fake. So uh, <laughs> she, and then you see like, and they do the the eyes are opening slowly. The little uh, visual trick where like the camera's all fuzzy. And, and, and then you see this woman's face comes in. And she's a pretty, she's a good looking mm. woman. Red hair, green eyes. Very Latin looking though. Yeah. Uh, 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 if, yeah, if she was in Europe, she'd look, people would think she was gypsy. Yeah. That, that would be like the stereotype that they would put on her. Mm-hmm. Especially so, because she's up to no good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially for that. Yeah, yeah. right. So, um, so then they cut away from that. <laughs> and they go to the three guys. So there's three cowboys, ranch hands, whatever you want to call them. Mm. And one guy's in the middle, and he's obviously the fit one because his shirt is on really tight, and he's coiling a rope. And he's coiling a rope in such a manner that every time they pan back and take get the the full shot of all three guys, mm-hmm. that his biceps are flexing. They're not particularly big biceps, but they are defined biceps, you know, but that's the shot. And then there are two guys on either side of them, and they're just like polishing their saddles. And they're just like rubbing <laughs> yeah. their saddles. Yeah. And this whole thing is looking a little bit homoerotic. Because this rope goes on forever. The entire scene, the rope is not... I'm like, what is... Is this a 200-foot rope? What is he coiling? Yeah. And he's working the rope while the other two guys are rubbing the rubbing saddles. saddles. I mean rubbing. Like, yeah. like, not like this, just like, kind of like, oh, I'm getting some dust off this thing. They are going for They're broke. really rubbing their saddles. <laughs> which is interesting because it's not often do you... And this happens in things you watch things where actors, they're given business to do on screen. Yes, well, which is... Yeah. To keep them busy. And it's like, okay. And, and for the most part, you're not going to be invested in the business. Or sometimes you can be doing something and you don't... You, you have no personal knowledge of the actual thing. So you're just giving it your best shot. Like, you know, pretending to play chess. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know how to play chess to a competitive standard. So like, I don't know what I... You know, whatever. But I, for someone, and this only very recently, but my actual job now contains looking after like tack and like horse tack uh-huh. and saddles. And I have never in my life seen anybody polish a saddle. And they were, not only were they polishing a saddle vigorously, no. they, were, they weren't even paying attention. No, no, no. no. It was yeah, this yeah. weird between of like, we're really doing it. We're really doing because it. Because we're doing this we're, business. But we're talking. But we're not paying attention yes. at the same no, time. No, no, no. And, and 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 the guy in the middle is just like, and they're who it's was like, it? What are they dressage? Are you dressage riders that you're paying this much attention to your aesthetic saddles, or are you just these Colombian ranch hands? And why do you care? What's yes. going on? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the guy in the middle just keeps coiling this rope, and he's coiling this rope, and he's coiling this rope, and all that's going through my head is how fucking long is this rope? And then finally <laughs> the rope gets to the end, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then it focuses on the one guy, and then for whatever reason, they're talking about a guy named Juan. Mm. We don't know who Juan is, but it, like, it, I think what I caught was like, did anybody see Juan? And I think Juan might be the dude in the cabin tied yes. down. So anyway, so then they pan back again because they're doing like the the, the one shot. I caught the, this. I caught earlier on in the scene. I, the the woman who had him tied down, she called him Juan. I, oh, did I she? Her, I didn't catch so that. So I knew that when that came around, I was like, oh, that's Juan. Oh, okay. she, she said it was one person she said she was like blah 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 one. Ah, I didn't catch that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh um 
Because I was laughing at his grooming, <laughs> I guess. That's why I yeah. missed it. So, <laughs> so then they, they, they go back to the wide shot again to catch all three of them. And then all of a sudden, the guy has a rope in his hand. And I'm about to freak out because I'm like, wait a minute. The rope was just caught. And then I see the initial rope that he coiled was on the wall sitting next to him. The wall that he was sitting on. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know how many fucking ropes this guy needs. But obviously, he needs more ropes. And he's tying more ropes. And then they, those guys finish their scene, and now we go back to the cabin. And unintentional hilarity ensues in the cabin. Mm. Because now you see this woman, and she is a pretty woman, but she's obviously got this evil look about her. Mm. Almost like Evil Lynn from the He-Man cartoons. Oh. You know, it's like, that was that thing when you were a kid. I don't know. Did you ever yep. watch He-Man cartoons when you were a kid? Uh-huh. That was one was especially like, you know, like 12, 13 years old. You're like... Oh, I don't know why There's she's no bringing... awakening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like well, I don't know why my like insides are tingly, but she's bad. She's bad, but she's I like bad, it. but I like it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just like somebody should kick her ass. Why do I have a boner? I'm not. I'm so confused. So anyway, yeah. So th- this was this was uh, 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 this woman. She had that kind of evil limb look, mm. and she's talking to him, and then she does, of course, the. The rubbing the hand across the shoulders, rubbing the hand down the chest. Meanwhile, he's like sweating. Mm. Like, because I guess the the cabin was literally in the middle of the field, so there's no shade. So it must be hot as ass in the cabin. So I'm like, okay, he's sweating. Why he didn't keep his shirt on? I don't know. They kept his pants on. And I mean, if you're going to torture the guy, why don't you take the pants off? You kept the boots on. At least take the boots on, you animal, if you're going to put them down. Like, take your shoes off. I mean, I, anyway, that's me. But anyway, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. if you're going to torture somebody, I'm taking your shoes off, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> so, um, so that, and then she like, and it's not even, it's funny. The, the cultural differences and what's taboo and what's not. So, in an American soap opera, and not that I would know, but because I never watched an American... If I watched an American soap opera, it's because I was in a hospital waiting somewhere, and that's the only thing that's on the television, you know? Mm-hmm. In, in the American version of that scene, he still would have been shirtless. Mm-hmm. He still would have been sweaty. The lighting would have been much better. The lighting was awful in this scene. Like, first of all, when they show her face and just smiles, the light is just shining off of her teeth. She looked like almost like... She had jewels in her teeth. Like, it was like a disco shot from an old disco video. It was really ridiculous. Yeah. And then later they do the shot, like, kind of from behind him. And the light above him is so strong on his chest and his stomach that for a second, the shadows, it looked like he was bleeding everywhere. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, shit, she's been going to work from the time we saw the three the ranch hands to now. Yeah. But then you realize just the, 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 the contrast in the light was just mm-hmm. terrible. So I'm like, all right, somebody needs to hire a new light guy. Call somebody in the States. I'm sure one of the kids in college will go do it <laughs> just to build up a resume. Anyway, so she like rubs her hand on his chest and then down his stomach and then down his pants. And I mean, she doesn't put her hand on his crotch. No. But I mean, if he was hung, she was definitely touching the wang doodle when she like oh, went yeah. down the leg. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know if he was or not. You couldn't tell from that angle. But let's assume he's Juan and he's the main character. Let's assume he's got an elephant in his pants, all right? Let's just go that. He's got a trunk there. So it's like she's doing that. And it's just like, 
what, this is like softcore porn level in the U.S. I mean, this is like the Skinamax kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. In the U.S., this scene would do the same way. She did the evil. The acting is, sadly enough, equally bad in, in the U.S. soap operas. Yeah. I don't know if they... Do they do soap operas in the U.K.? They do. Um, it's, it's also bad, um, but it's not... It's bad, but it's not as... It's not as hammy. The... the, the the UK soap operas are slightly more... People watch them more because they're kind of everyday. Uh-huh. A lot of the pleasure is comes from it's everyday people doing everyday things and then every month or something, something extraordinary happens. Uh-huh. But for the most part, it's kind of boring because that's the most English. You have the There's the two... You have Coronation Street and EastEnders, the two big soap operas in England. Uh-huh. EastEnders is, uh, is like a Cockney... East of London, right? Um, right. Stereotype. So, yeah, like everything right. takes down in the pub, and it's all like, "Oh, right. oh you've been doing that as Tiffany." Like, "Oh, she's alright. Oh, yeah, she's I'm just right. driving a cab." And right, like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And like every now and again, some bad guy will come into the square, and uh, he'll be like, Whoa. "What's with her? Something's going on here. Whoa, he's a gangster." <laughs> uh, but mostly, it's pretty much uh, whatever. Right. And then Coronation Street is set towards the more northern, and it's slightly more. Uh, rural and it's up north and everyone sounds like that and they're all like oh ah, yeah what you've been doing up there like, oh i'll be having a nice cup of tea like, yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Nice tea. a little bit Newcastle-ish. yeah very boring and oh actually we have emmerdale which is called emmerdale farm that is the rural version it's just countryside sheep and okay just, uh, is it west country or it no it's again it's up north okay um but it's all it's very northern nothing really it's all just People's personal relationships, nothing major happens. Right, right. Emmerdale Farm, like the, the one disastrous thing ever happened at Emmerdale Farm, like 20 years ago, where a plane crashed on Emmerdale Farm. Okay. And that was a big story point. <gasps> okay. Farm, plane crash. Now, now let, let me ask you a question. Now, some of these serials that, are, that obviously aren't of the crime genre, like Midsummer Murders and that kind of stuff, mm. like Doc Martin. Yeah. Would that be considered a, a, a soap no. or was that just a serial? No, no, no. We Just a serial. That's more like a Grey's Anatomy type, like which kind of straddles. Like So I guess it's it's okay. more... No, because they're... In England, the way we do TV is different anyway. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you have a lot of shows that are just on a lot that will just always be on that are not considered soaps. Right, 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 right. Um, because the acting isn't as bad. Yeah. And part of it, you know, and and I shouldn't even say that because, you know what, if I got a gig on a soap opera, I'd be mondo psyched, you know, (laughs) because... Oh, it's perfect. Literally, you you live in the town when they shoot it and you've been on the show for 30 years. Yeah. What more can you ask for? You can do whatever the hell you want with the rest of your time and you get... I mean, it's a great gig to have. And and I partially wonder in the US ones if it's... And I know the actors tried their best, and I wonder if it's just a function of the editing mm. that just makes the acting seem bad. Because I've seen some of the scenes, and like it's like, okay, I'm watching this, and it's very soap opery. And technically, the acting is not bad. It's like it's it's the, the emotional reactions are good and all that. Yeah. But then the fact that they just like cut and the zoom ins and just like the cinematography just makes it just so freaking cheesy, you know. It's, that's what I think. That's the main thing. So, bro, it's just the high turnover. It's yeah. just they have to do so much. They're yeah. just constantly on. So they just have to film so much. So they have all these little tricks. They work. They have like two cameras, and everything's over two cameras. And three, like, three, even. Oh, yeah, and then they just have to do everything like you know these little tricks to make it seem more interesting. And yeah, they have two takes yes. max of every scene. Can, where, you can know, you pass the butter, please? There's no butter. <gasps> zoom, yeah, zoom yeah, over yeah. the shadow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the okay. All right, so. 
So anyway, so Our Lady is, our gypsy woman, let's call mm. her, is, is torturing Juan. And oh, well, that's what I was going to say. In the U.S. version of that, to get back to that, she would have the tip of her finger run along his like shoulder or chest even, mm. and then maybe work its way down, and then maybe kind of around the knee. Mm-hmm. But this woman was like full palm on chest, running oh, down, yeah. rubbing down the leg, then coming back up and rubbing his face. And it was just like, okay, this is like, do you guys want a room? I mean, <laughs> which technically they had because they, they had a room. Cabin. Yeah, yeah. Very private room. Yeah. <laughs> but so, and then he's pissed off and his struggling is so ineffectual. <laughs> and the way his arms are tied behind his back are so that. It's in the perfect, it's literally the bodybuilding shot. When a bodybuilder stands on stage and he stands up and he (gasps) breathes in and he like flexes the biceps and does the full pose with the last, this is how this guy is tied down to the table. It's not tied down so he couldn't move because, you know, and here's the thing, if that's me and I'm tied down and there's some woman that's trying to do this and I really don't like her, Uh I'm kicking, I'm pulling, I'm yanking, I'm trying to get out of this. I would not just lie there in a sweaty heap, you know, waiting for her to rub her hands over me. That's what, see, this is where you and me differ because <laughs> I, I, I was, I, I really, really well, was trying to conf- think of any situation whereby this doesn't just feel like a free pass to chill out and just relax for, a, for a period of time. <laughs> well, I'm tied down, so. Okay. Uh, I can't do anything. Sorry, honey. I was tied down. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I was trying to put myself in a position like, wow, like, what would what would this female need to be in order for me to be really unhappy about this? I'm like, maybe like, oh, it's like, well, I don't know, like past Theresa May. Like even Theresa May, there's an element of me that's like, well. <laughs> her, her bum is rather pert. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I was saying as a character, I wasn't talking about myself personally, because quite frankly, I'm in your boat. Like, why are you fighting? This is, you know, at worst, a free, like, hand job. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, at worst. I mean, the way he was reacting, uh, the way it's so ineffective, it was like, the only way that this torture cabin could get any more torturous is if she turned around and then... And then before you know it, there was just this big old, big old thing waiting and like, whoa, no, right. that's right, what's right. happening now. If, if she like smothered him by sitting on his face, basically, yeah, yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, 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 I'm with you. But like, he obviously is not supposed to like her, but he's not fighting. So it's obviously, he, he, he wants, he's a man. Basically, I think that's what it's describing here, that he's a typical guy. Yeah. And then even when you, men are like pizza. Even when we suck. <laughs> We still want it. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. even when it's bad, you still want to eat it. It's, <laughs> it's sex. Come on, let's face it. It's, it, it's yeah. sex. No, yes. And, 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 and to be like perfectly frank here, uh, um, the whole thing, like the, the, the package mm-hmm. will react independently of what you want. Oh, completely. Because, because men that are paralyzed from the waist down can still get a boner. Uh-huh. They just don't feel it. Yeah. Which is like, oh my God, you poor... How awful is that? Yeah. You know, because you can literally have, like, sex with a woman or a man or whatever your preference mm-hmm. is. You can have sex and you don't feel a thing. Yeah. But you're just, boo, you know, full <laughs> throttle and you don't feel... That's just... That's, mm-hmm. Man, I got to drink some beer now. I'm all depressed. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, Juan is, like, being coquettish. Let's just say Juan yes. is being coquettish, right? 
And then she's like really getting into the rubby rubby. Oh yeah. She's like just rubbing him down. Then she's like putting her face uh, and like at one point I thought she was going to start licking his and nipples. She's a supermodel. I mean, he's he's the best acting in this whole show is him being resisting <laughs> so stoic. Uh, yeah, which which makes you kind of believe that maybe he doesn't like girls in real life. Perhaps. Yeah. That or he like has some serious tight Boxer shorts on. Or, or, or that tabletop is refrigerated. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the things that I can think of. Yeah. Like in, like in, uh, Border Town with our, uh, uh corpse. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you hear these gorgeous Finnish women around him and he's just naked, like, they're <laughs> limp, like, and she's touching the leg and like, oh, come on, don't touch my leg, not now, we're I shooting. I think it probably makes sense that Juan is, um, perhaps not into ladies so much. You, the character? No. Oh no no no! I mean the real one. The, the actor. Yes. The uh, maybe, one. but you know what? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe he's just kind of like, ah, yeah, we were together on Friday. No, I'm not a fan. <laughs> you never know. Guys are dicks, you know. That's true. That's true. So anyway, so she goes. She's rubbing, and at one point, she has her face rubbing her face against his chest, yeah. and it looks like she's gonna start sucking on his nipple, and she didn't. But she like had her mouth open around it, and I'm like. This is really racy. This is what... What the hell's going on here? So... And then she goes up and she's like, tries to kiss him. And he's like, no, get away from me. And then she pulls his head and kisses him. And they're obviously kissing. And then they do the zoom in on the lips. And he's biting her. And she's trying to pull away, but he's biting her lip. Because, damn you, you oh, will yeah. not violate me. And like you said, it's like, dude, you're in the middle of nowhere. This is like one of those scenarios that you're when you're sitting with your buddies, you're... Talking, it's like, what if nobody find out? Would you sleep with such and such a person? If nobody ever found out, that that's one of those where you're just like, eh, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking. Let's at, be honest. Let's be honest. If I'm nobody at ever Ron right now, he is dreamy. I have to it, say. Well, he was. Yeah, he's totally dreamy. Didn't you see that pose? Mario, Mario Kimaro, Kimaro, Simaro. Okay. He's Cuban. Oh, that look! Oh, yeah, that dreamy fellow. This guy, he's holy. Cra he, oh yeah, look at it. especially yeah. with with the little goatee. Mm -hmm. He reminds me of what's her face's uh, huge dude Joe from True Vampire. He's engaged to uh, so uh, from Family uh, Matters, um, the Colombian woman, the gorgeous Colombian woman. Oh, um, um, uh. Joe Mantad Janello or something like that is his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, Huge yeah. guy. Like he was in yeah, like the yeah. Mike and uh I always said the Mike and Ikes. What's the freaking stripper movie? Magic Mike, that's it. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of him, like a very uh, like a little bit of a Latin version, not nearly as big. Yep. And yeah. I, I you know what? But I'd take Joe over him any time of the day because if I need to build a shed, I'd rather call Joe than that dude. Yeah, Joe Mantad. Yeah, yeah. This guy, I mean he's his big break was playing a Capulet bouncer in uh, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet um, movie. So there you are. What? He did break into the main. The one with Leo DiCaprio? Yep. He was in that? He was a Capulet bouncer. Really? So I don't, I mean, I don't think you'd remember him, but he was. No, 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 no. He was sure a bouncer for the Capitalists. I imagine in the party, I guess he was just sort of like standing outside the door. Pro probably. In. Well, good for him. He, he got he himself a telenovela out of that. Well, good for him. Yeah. Well, so, so anyway, he bites her lip mm. and she goes away and they're chatting back and forth and she's pissed off. 
Mm. And then you look at her lip, there's nothing there. There's like a little mm. bit of like makeup just smeared on it and no big deal. Nothing there. And they're kind of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and that's kind of the story. She, if, she had, if she was serious at that point, she would have done something. I mean, if I was her, if I was in this situation, you know. Uh, oh, any bit, her, bit you like that? I'd be like, uh-uh. Oh, no, no, no. This is the cabin of torture. Yeah. And so far, I've had my lip beaten and you've just been rubbed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh-uh. Yeah, no. There is no way I would not have freaking unloaded. You're about to become circumcised. I, I, <laughs> there's no way I would not have unloaded a haymaker. What's she going to do? Yeah. I mean, and, and she had all sorts of, like, she could have taken a belt from somewhere and just, like, smacked it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. The first thing that I would have found, I would have found a freaking pair of pliers and clamped his nipple. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, right there. <laughs> and then I would have slowly unzipped his... Pe- oh, no, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> wow, we did, this, this, this episode is going to change into a different uh, Genre. category on uh, iTunes, I think. <laughs> Maybe uh, something uh, a little more adult. I already have was listed as adult. Oh, wow. <laughs> Because we cuss a lot, so I don't. Uh, want, well, okay. I don't want kids to like tune in. Yeah, yeah. Or by we, I mean me. But, but you maybe, know. but not the erotic fan fiction. Section. <laughs> no, 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 no. From uh, from uh, uh, from Audible. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm still trying to get one of those gigs. I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it goes from there. Uh, ooh, how are you doing on the beer, by the way? Uh, good. I'm pretty. Are, are we almost? Are we almost ready for uh, Guinness? I think maybe I'm ready for Guinness. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Let's let's finish this off, and I'll go grab a Guinness, and we'll continue. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, cheers, folks. We're gonna finish off our delightful black chocolate stout. Mm-hmm.